Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about narratives versus the actual data. Before we jump into that, though, let's talk about the uh, live event coming up. We're uh, very close to selling out. You're hearing this one week after we recorded it. Yes. At the time, there was one, one ticket left. And so we really want you to get that one ticket. <laughs> it's the golden ticket. It's the golden ticket. Yeah, you're going to be the last person to be involved with Project One, and uh, you're going to really want to do that. And uh, also, if you want to come to the live event but you haven't bought the course yet, the Land Flipping Blueprint is 50% off with your ticket purchase. So we will have to shut down um, ticket sales the following Friday. Mm-hmm because we have to give a number to Topgolf. And so if that one ticket is available for one more week, well, then we'll just go with 34 people. No big deal. The 34 plus us and Beth. And oh, yeah, yeah. Thirty, Yeah, 34 guests plus the, uh, the squad. you know, the it, people talking. It, minus Brian, who didn't fly in from London. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not even get started on, on Brian, <laughs> how much he does not care. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, um, love you, Brian. All right, so... Uh, Tell us what you got, Justin. So narrative versus the data. Mm-hmm. Man, well, first of all, it's Friday. It's end of the week, going into the weekend. So I'm, I'm hoping we used to talk about our weekend warriors coming in and crushing it over the weekend. I hope that they're still just grinding away and maybe throwing an hour in a day uh, and kind of looking at their business and and hoping it's still growing because I don't think we've mentioned the weekend warriors as much this year. And I just wanted to let them know I was thinking about them. Yeah, this uh, full month end of the year, we... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned them. We haven't mentioned them, but yeah. Here's to the weekend warriors. Get out there and make some money and work hard on the weekend. Actually, I've seen some people in our group that have been uh, doing really well lately. Yeah. And I was I was proud of that. Yeah, it's been nice to see. They're, they're really crushing it, and I think the answers they're getting and the direction they're getting is awesome as well. But data versus narrative. And I, you know me and my cheesy-ass Gary V quotes and mm-hmm. memes I see everywhere. I was sitting there and he had people he's talking about people are really good at using data to fit their narrative to tell it but they're really bad at letting the data actually tell them the truth and this is something i saw in corporate america day after day after day after day you know being that the kaizen stuff the continuous improvement the stuff that i was involved in so much and heavily every day that was something that we pushed so hard was you have to let the data tell you what it's telling you you can't make it tell what you want it to tell does that make sense to me, it does. You're singing my song. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> and that's one of the things that, that people are like, oh, why did, like, for me, and I'm just going to say this, like, I'll test a market by shopping out of state people first. Throw it in there. Like, well, why don't you just blanket everybody? That's not doing it. Well, for me, my data says that 85% of my deals come from people outside of the state. That's just what my data tells me. I don't argue it. I just look at it and I said, okay, I'm going to shift my business this way. So I can test a market really quick without pissing a bunch of people off inside the county because when you send a lot of mail, and you use a an in-county title agent, sometimes you sent them a letter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, they will rake you over the coals. Mm-hmm. And it has cost me money on a, hey, I opened escrow on a deal in an abstract state. I call her back 12 hours later because I realized the access was pipeline and not an actual road into it because I'm, I'm sitting right next to it. And she says, okay, cool. Well, you're going to pay for the abstract still, right? We already ordered it. I'm like, it's not even done. Are you going to do it for me then? I've paid you for it. And it wasn't like a discounted rate or anything. I had to pay the full thousand bucks. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I see this uh, 
being a big big problem when it comes to comps. People want to tell you that the land uh, is worth something. Yeah. And then you just go straight online mm-hmm. or wherever you are and you just look straight at the data and go, well, that's not exactly <laughs> what this shows. Oh, man. You know how often I see that, though? They will use like only Realtor or only Zillow and not use the whole marketplace to say what is going on. And I, I am really... My quick assessment: I, I use Lands of America. I don't I don't lie about that. I zoom in on the GIS map, which a lot of people don't realize is there in the map function. I look at everything available, everything sold. Zoom all the way in on the parcel. Start working my way back and get a good feeling of what's actually sold in that area. And I know what the price is. Know what's on the market. Have a really good feeling. But then I'll get people to say, "Oh yeah, there was some comps on Lands of America, but they're really low." But if you look at the realtor comps, they're really high. And I'm like, well, that's not you. You're you're wanting to tell the story with this, but that's not really the the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know, it could be one of those counties where there's really expensive area, mm-hmm. and there's really cheap area, and they own in a really cheap area, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, my one acre selling for a million dollars, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, there are million dollar properties in your county, they're just nowhere near your piece of yeah land. I, we'll go I, with land. I have actually had that exact scenario play out that it was a, a bigger deal in a really hot area and the guy he's like i'm getting comps you know i'm seeing comps at six hundred seven hundred thousand dollars on this property he was given 150 or 180 and he said but i've got this guy that'll it'll take the assignment from me for you know 10 or 20 grand and he goes that guy's seeing the same thing and i'm like man i'm looking at it and there was within the same zip code there was this gated neighborhood that had similar properties that were developed underground utilities water beautiful views over this area and those were getting that kind of money. Like that, that was legit numbers that a guy had. But this one wasn't in the gated neighborhood. It had pipeline easements. It had electrical easements running across it. Wasn't the same quality of a property. And the narrative says, oh yeah, it's worth six hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars And he's getting it for a song. I'm like, man, I see it worth this. If you can get quick close or an assignment on this deal, take the money and go and keep moving. And you have none of the risk. And I think that's what he did. And he ended up making okay money off the deal, moved on to his next one and had a, had a good day. Yeah, data doesn't lie. It's like the best thing about data, and every single thing can be measured. Yep. You know, if it's, I don't care what it is, you can measure it. You know, I came from that data analyst background, and there's mm-hmm. nothing that we didn't measure to improve your business. And I don't care what what you say about the narrative. You can tell me anything you want, but all yeah. you gotta do is go pull up the numbers and check it. Right? I yeah. can go back to. You can tell me that like uh, you're buying one piece of land out of every 300 mailers you <laughs> I sent. I was about to talk about that. Right? You can say that, but we can go back That's at the history of you, me, anyone, uh-huh. right? And we can actually put the numbers together and say, well, that might not be exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's when you, you change the narrative. You say, well, I got a yes for every one out of 300, but that didn't mean you bought it. Yeah. You know, and that's, I, I mean, that's a tough one for me because it's, I get so many people that say, Justin, I think I'm failing. And I look at their numbers and they're spot on with mine. And I and I say I often say one out of one thousand. Realistically, it's probably like one out of nine hundred and fifty-four that I say yes on. I'm uber picky on access. I'm uber picky on topography. And that's not anything that we've hidden from anybody. It's just what we are. And they're like, well, you know, how do you how do you stay financially set on something like that? If you're only getting one out of one thousand, well, I'm mailing properties that I'm gonna make at least ten to fifteen thousand bucks on. That's yeah. why the bass boat property works. Because if I said, hey, it's gonna cost you six hundred bucks. To buy a ten thousand dollar profit property, would you do it? How many times a day? Can, yeah. Can how I, many times yeah. a day can I do it? You know, in hindsight, you do it all the time. But that risk is saying, hey, if I'm only going to get one from one thousand, if it misses, and you get, you know, three or four, it's a, you're like, oh crap, I didn't get it. And I had a consultant client this week, and and I, 
you know, I looked at his numbers and his numbers were spot on where mine are. And I'm like, man, his, your numbers look good. He worked in some high traffic areas. I was looking at his counters though. His counter offers us say just rough numbers. And I want to say it was just under 2000 pieces of mail that he'd sent out. He had 34 counter offers. He had like six yeses. The six yeses, he said they were landlocked, no access or were swamp or uh, water property. And I said, well, about a 34. And he goes, well, some people want it high because I didn't really work them. I just left it at that. And I'm like, well, maybe this is something that we've missed as talking about our journey is most of my deals are off of counter offers. I work the crap out of counters because if I've got a lead in front of me and the guy says, hey, I want $30,000. And if you've ever called me on a deal, you've heard me say, hey, I'll offer this as your counter back when they've offered more. So if he sends 30 and I look at it and I say, okay, it's worth 45. I offered 10 and he wants 30, I'll say, hey, man, I can come up some. Best I can do is, if I'm funding it for myself, I may say, hey, best I can do is 20000 bucks, you know, and I can close whenever we can get clean title. I'm ready to go. I'm a cash buyer. And it's up to you. You let me know. You wouldn't believe how many of those you get back. They're like, yeah, you know what? We've already thought about selling it. You helped me win on the negotiation. You know, so there's times where I'll do, hey, I offered you 8300 bucks. Best I can do is $9,500. i am ready to close whenever you are. Cash and offers open. And you'll, you'll get a bunch of no's back. But if you're doing it via email, there's no emotion in it. And you say, hey, I understand, you know, just offer that counter. My data says that I'm going to pull them out of the counters. I already know what the sold comps are because I have a real have a real property to look at. You may find something in there that says, hey, like we had one uh, a couple weeks ago, offered fifteen five. Lady goes, I got an offer for $32,000 on it, but the guy didn't perform on the contract. And I said, okay, look at it. It's worth sixty. Hey, I'll do that $30,000 deal with you. Mm-hmm. And now it's the, the narrative changes. You know, the, the data says it's worth it. I get another opinion from a broker. She says it's worth it. And I'm like, it's, it all matches. So am I okay with making 30 grand? Well, am I going to spend 30 to make 30? You bet your ass I am. Mm-hmm. And that's letting the data talk and not trying to let the narrative shift. Well, you know, there was this one property on the other side of the county that sold for $8,000. So I don't know if this one's good. Well, that doesn't matter. Let the data tell you what it tells you. Yeah. Data equals facts. Narrative equals whatever you want to say. <laughs> and I got a lot to say. <laughs> Most people do have a lot to say. And that's yeah. what... That's how you get yourself in trouble too, especially if you're like really eager to buy something. Okay. You may tell yourself the story that it's worth more than it is, or it's a better deal than it really is Mm -hmm. instead of like just saying, relaxing, calming down and Mm -hmm. saying, there's going to be another one coming. Yeah. That fits the numbers I needed to fit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to wait. Yep. You know, that's kind of hard to do when you're you're new or you've got the bug or you've got money burning a hole in your pocket and you're just ready to spend. I promise you, just if the data tells you it's worth something, then you're trying to tell yourself a different story to make it better. You're trying to better. sell yourself on it. Yeah, step away. Yeah, or tell someone. Call us. We'll we'll tell you a step away. Yep. Call yep. Justin. Actually, don't call me. Call Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, you know, it had one this weekend that comes in, and it was a it had a legal access issue. It's about a hundred feet off of the road, but there's an oil and gas road that goes right around this property, and it like runs the property line. So you could use that. There's no gate on it. You could use that as physical access and. The guy was like, well, I've, I'm getting, I've got your offer and four other people had offered something. I'm going to let everybody offer me back on it. And I said, okay, here's my best and final. And here is why. And kind of walked him through it. And I said, you know, I'm speculating that I'll be able to use this, but somebody puts a gate on it. I'm shit out of luck. I have no legal recourse on this one. And he's like, you know, he's got it. He's a real estate developer. He understands what I'm saying. I'm not talking out outside of that. I'm not talking outside of my mouth. I'm saying, hey, I have cash. This is what my offer is. This is what I think it's worth. This is what I'm going to have to do to it. If I can't, if I can get this legal, it's worth more. But if not, which you don't have, you don't know, you can't provide me the deed. Your dad owns it. He's, you know, 95 years old and he's owned it for 70 years. You know, it's, is what it is. Yeah. I was actually going to bring that one up because the offer was 15, right? Yep. And then he's like, oh, I need you to get counter or whatever, right? And you did. You countered 17.5. That's my final number because yep. 
I know it's worth this and I know it's mm-hmm. worth that. I mean, that, that's a very strong point about following the data and yep. making things work. Set your, set your requirements, follow the data and, and don't vary and try to sell yourself on it. Just, it is what it is. Don't be emotional about it. It's, that's the one thing for me. Like I, I see people get hung up on data counts and things like that. And I'm like, it is what it is. You know, they'll say, well, I have to have a thousand pieces of mail to go out. And I'm like, you can't change the county data. The data is what it is. So have a backup county. You know, if you're mailing one county a month and it's 800 versus 1,000 unit mailer, okay, have another county that you mail. Hey, I, I like this county for five-acre property, so send 250 or 300 there. See what comes back. But it is what it is, and you can't change it. The numbers will work out in the long run. The data doesn't lie. You will see trends, and they will adjust, and they will shift. I'm not saying it's always going to be one out of 954 because I could send 10,000 out tomorrow and only buy five properties. That's going to shift my number. So the data will always shift, and you're going to have trends, but you have to understand what your business is doing. That sounds good to me. Yeah, that's a lot, man. I feel like there's a big brain dump. I feel relaxed after talking about that. Well, I'm glad. I, I feel that we we added some value this week <laughs> with a little bit of a uh, little bit of conversational pieces. Yeah. Sometimes we would do a show, and I'm like, "Do we add any value there? It's tough yeah. to do. I mean, everyone listening, if you want to try and do three shows a week for yeah. week after week yeah. after week, it's like it's no tough. one's complaining though. No, they do complain. I just block them. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're blocked. No one said you had to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, you can always click off. It's a free uh, show. Yeah. Anyway. It's Friday, guys. We're just having some fun. We hope you do, too. Do you mm-hmm. want to end it? Yeah, go okay. for it. So, as always, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. Hey, Weekend Warriors. Have a great weekend.